On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, he's still the reigning WCBL Rookie of the Year and Playoff MVP. Dogs Academy grad Tristan Peters is now letting it up with Southern Illinois University. Welcome to episode 129 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. As the college baseball season continues stateside, we've had the pleasure of chatting with some of the Alberta products who have been turning a lot of heads. And we'll continue that theme this week with Tristan Peters. Originally from Winkler, Manitoba, he moved to Alberta in high school to be part of the Dogs Academy program. The six-foot, 180-pound outfielder moved on to star at Chandler Gilbert before hitting the ground running with SIU. Peters has been hitting near 400 all season, and as we record this, he's at 355 with two home runs, 35 runs back added in and 12 stolen bases in 39 games. Patience has been his M.O. all year, drawing 31 walks and getting deep into counts, finding the right pitches to drive. We caught up with the sophomore about the transition to Division I, his baseball journey, and why he's a self-professed nerd. Tristan, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Let's start off with this fantastic season that you've been having at SIU. What's been working for you? Um... I don't know. We just put in a ton of work, really, and I think that's helped a lot. I've never taken so many swings in my life, to be honest, and that's helped our us and our team get off to a hot start. We're struggling a bit now, um, but I think we'll get back to it. We'll get hot again. So. That being said, uh, you say that you've taken a lot of swings, but I know in in watching and seeing what you've been up to, there's a lot of patience that seems to have been a become a specialty of yours. Was that tough in the early going, coming off that COVID break? You'd think everybody be wanting to swing for the fences all the time just to just to get that feeling back again. Um. Yeah, I think so. I think some people struggled with it more. Like, um getting too big or whatever and sometimes I think I might even be struggling with that right now having not enough patience but I think what what we did in the fall especially we focused a lot on taking pitches that we can't hit well taking balls and trying to draw walks like because any amount of or like 90 feet is huge so any way you can get 90 feet that works and I think that's just been like the whole atmosphere we're hitting in the beginning and we're kind of getting away from that so just got to come back there i guess speaking of that 90 feet even last night you turn what sounded like supposed to be a, a routine single into a double just based off of hustle um and obviously a bit of confidence i think that rolls around with that how confident have you been on the field so far this year oh uh, especially at the beginning i was really i was feeling really confident and lately i've been in a bit of slump but I mean, I've just been trying to keep that confidence up. It's a little hard right now, but I felt I felt really confident yesterday. I was seeing the pitches well, and I felt like my swing had got back to what it should be. And then, and then especially, I think getting that double it was huge, obviously, to get a run uh, with two outs. But I feel like when you're in like a when you're struggling a bit, I think you have to just work harder to get most out of what you get like say like I hit a single and a routine single and then uh, I just hustled for second base just because you know what why not turn it into a double 
that's the only hit I'm going to get today. If I'm struggling and not feeling great, you got to do everything you can do to make something better. Has patience and confidence always been a part of your tool chest, or is it something that you've had to kind of find within yourself over the course of the last few years here? Uh, I feel like I've, I've never had so much patience at the plate until this year. Like I've never walked this much, and I think it's been a big key in my uh, development and hitting. And But confidence has always been well, probably my biggest problem is just staying confident and I've struggled with that in the past so I'm just trying to get better at that every day just going into everything that I do confident mm-hmm. like just doing little things not not even baseball things just being confident in school and just in life really when you go through those lulls do you lean on anybody in particular or do you is there a certain thing that you try to do to kind of get yourself back into the swing of things I really honestly just try to not panic. I know sometimes I definitely do, and then that just makes it worse. But I just gotta, I just try to look at somebody who's doing well and just kind of see how they're reacting to that. And then also look at somebody who's also struggling and see how they react and how quickly they get back on their feet and kind of mimic what they do if it's working for them and whatever is working for somebody who's staying hot and just kind of looking back at what I was hot, trying to do what I was doing back then. Sometimes you see players struggle when they make that transition out of junior college, and here you are lighting it up. What's been key to making sure that you are doing as well as you have been doing? I honestly think Juca was a huge transition to Division One baseball, uh, just because it wasn't high school, but it also wasn't Division One. It was kind of somewhere in between. It was kind of, you could almost... Like, we played in a really good junior college conference. We had pitchers throwing 90 plus all the time. So I feel like you just got to adjust. I I don't know exactly what I did. I think Juco had a huge impact on that. We'll get back into that in a second. I want to get into your upbringing before we get there, though. Uh, You're a Manitoba boy, probably pretty easy to focus on other sports growing up, yet you found yourself on the baseball field. Do you remember the first time you stepped on the field and fell in love with the game? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think when I really fell in love with the game, I mean, I've been playing since I was four years old, but I probably fell in love with the game when I was... Just getting just getting into high school ball at my first high school in in Manitoba, and then I then all, I had all my friends playing with me. I really enjoyed baseball then, and I still do, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that's when I fell in love with it. What was it about the game that made you say, you know what, I'm going to try this over, say, the usual track of hockey or maybe try football or whatever other sports that you might have ended up playing during your childhood? Yeah, I I think. I just enjoyed it and it was a tough sport I've always been a I like to be challenged and I definitely think baseball was one of the hardest definitely the hardest sport I've played I've played hockey I've played volleyball and all those other ones and basketball and everything but I feel like it was just it just gave the most challenge and I was good at it and it was just something I could be confident in and meanwhile being challenged as well and instead of staying home, you ended up traveling to Alberta for Dogs Academy. How did that opportunity all come to be? Yeah, one day, um, I think it was Tyler Hollick. I think 
texted me uh, or or somebody or actually sorry one guy I played in Manitoba with um, I think it was I say it was Andrew Bursay or Andrew Aslin or one of them asked for my email and then they then I got an email from uh, from the dog that I think was Holick and then they came to Winnipeg and we met up there with my me and my parents we just talked about it and they just said this is we can give you this opportunity and it was really crazy too because i was like there's no way i'm gonna go to an academy that i don't know if i can go away from home and then all of a sudden it just happened and i was like wow that was a really good decision how difficult was that transition as well you mentioned just being away from home but having to move a couple of provinces away probably wasn't the easiest move to make no, it for sure was not. It was I was young, sixteen years old, and it was it really helped that I lived with my aunt in Calgary while I was there. But still, I mean, I had those days where I was homesick, and but I think it prepared me very well for the future. Hindsight being twenty twenty, what did that program mean to you? Oh, it means a ton. It, I wouldn't be the person I am. I wouldn't be the player I am. It really, you know, how to develop character there and I just learned how to be a good ball player and a good man and huge it also became a bit of a springboard for you as well you ended up going to Chandler Gilbert Community College Mm -hmm. what was that experience like for you I'd say those two years at at Chandler Gilbert were probably my favorite years of my life I just loved it there I enjoyed being on the team we weren't the greatest team ever but man the coaching staff was incredible and that was, I think that was the best decision of my life going to uh, Chandler. It was, it was just such a good time. I met some of my best friends there. And yeah. You also got to go back home to your second home, anyways, as a member of the Okotoks Dogs summer team named Rookie <laughs> of the Year in the league. You were playoff MVP. That team won the WCBL championship. How special was that team and how special was it being a part of that entire experience? Oh, it was unreal. <laughs> it was so much fun. That was, that was such a fun summer. I'd do it again for sure. But, um, like, the guys on that team were incredible. Great ball players, but even better people. They were just so much fun to hang around with. And, and I think that's why we ended up winning that championship, because we had a good uh, family environment, kind of, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. My colleague Ian Wilson said at the 2019 All-Star Game, he was talking to a few coaches who said they figured you didn't know how good you actually were. Uh, have you come to that realization yet, or is that something you're still learning and trying to figure out? Man, I, I don't know, because there's those ups and downs. Like When I'm confident, I think I'm good, but then... I don't know. I'm easily, I can easily tell myself that I'm not good enough or whatever. And then, I mean, that's kind of what happens when I, that'll, uh, my performance will go down if I think that way. But that's a tough question because I, I really, I can't see what I'm, how good I really am. I think because if I, <laughs> I don't know if my standards are, as high as some other people's are or lower than or higher than other people's i have no idea mm-hmm. 
one of the other questions that was asked was actually from our listeners who have in recent weeks been wondering about the education that some of the athletes from Canada are getting and what they're they're hoping to get out of it. And I, I wanted to know, tell us a little bit about what you're majoring in and what you hope to do with it down the road. Uh, so I'm uh, majoring in computer science. I switched my degree this year from information technology. So I, I graduated with an associate's degree from my junior college, and I got a certificate in uh, in IT, basically. And uh, so then I changed it to computer science, which has been kind of, it's been really tough, not going to lie. Mm. But I want to, I would love to do cybersecurity down the line. Hmm. I'm I'm a sucker for computers. I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. (laughs) Everybody's got their passion, and that's what fascinates me, I think, more than anything when we ask that kind of question. So I'm curious, from from that standpoint, Mm -hmm. as being that student-athlete, you've excelled at that. You've been an academic All-American, as an example. How challenging is it Mm -hmm. to kind of um, balance the needs and, and desires and responsibilities of being a student, but also making sure that you're not letting the on-field products suffer in the meantime right um i mean there's always that saying saying you're a student athlete not an athlete student i don't know if i completely agree with it because i definitely focus more on baseball so my classes might suffer a bit but i know how much time i need to put in to get good grades and stuff like that but it's really really it's especially this year it's been really difficult just having harder classes hard to manage my time while uh, still getting good grades and with online classes all my classes have been online so i think that's made it easier in some areas but also a lot tougher especially in like the math department that's mm-hmm. been really tough <laughs> what have you found has helped you in in creating that balance are there any tips or tricks that you'd pass along to maybe some of your fellow student athletes uh i mean honestly you just gotta get Get your stuff done on time. That's the biggest thing. Find out what that due date is and just get it done and do it as well as you can. I mean, I'm a big procrastinator, so try not to procrastinate. (laughs) But, I mean, just get it done on time. It's the biggest thing. As I mentioned, uh, Academic All-American in 2020, you've received a number of accolades over the course of the last few years here. You've still got a young career here, but when you look back, what are you most proud of? Um, Probably the gold glove that I received in junior college. That was, I think I'm proud of that one just because it was so unexpected. I've been playing outfield for the second year of my life, and I'm like, um, I mean, I knew what I was doing, but... I was I, I really didn't expect I didn't even know there was a gold glove award first of all mm-hmm. and then one of my coach told me I got that I was like oh wow that's cool and then he showed me the gold glove that they got for like the display case and I was like wow that's kind of legit so I was that really made me proud very cool <laughs> and it was really cool Looking back, when you were at Dogs Academy, you probably had some alumni roll through, give advice on how to get to the next level, that kind of thing. Now that you're that guy who's gotten to that next level, what advice would you give to maybe some of those young players just starting out on their journeys if you were to head back to Dogs Academy? Um, I'd say don't worry too much about your future. I worried a lot back then. I still do sometimes. I gotta, you just got to get better at that and I, because 
for me, everything just worked out because I put in the work and you just got, we talk about it on our team a lot. We're like, there should be no doubt on in your ability. Uh, the only time doubt creeps in is when you haven't put in the work. There should be no doubt when you put in all the work that you can. So mm-hmm. just work hard and don't worry about what what's going to come. Do you think at all about what's down the road for you when it comes to baseball? Do you have goals and aspirations, or are you just taking it a day at a time kind of thing? Oh, I definitely have goals and aspirations, and sometimes I catch myself looking too far, and I just got to come back and just play it day by day, which is sometimes tough. I like, I really want to play a pro baseball. That's my goal. I don't know if that'll happen this year, next year, who knows. Just gotta try to take it a day at a time. I would, but also you gotta have goals. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Final question for you here, Tristan. Ask this of everybody: What does the game of baseball mean to you? Um, it's really just my been my life, and uh, over quarantine, especially, I realized that it's uh, such a big part of my life, and. I, I really love it. I don't know what I would do without it. Even if I had, if, even if I could get a j- good job that I wanted, I think I'd still rather be playing baseball. It's just the relationships that I've built outside of baseball by tri- or by um, traveling places like Arizona. I've been so many places. I've been able to meet so many different people and make so many new friends. It's just such a cool sport because you become a family with these teams and people around you it's really cool absolutely well Tristan really appreciate your time here on the podcast thanks so much for joining us and continued success at SIU thank you thank you for having me Thanks again to Tristan Peters for joining us this week and keep your eyes glued to albertadugoutstories.com as I'm sure he'll be mentioned again in our monthly Box Score Beauty Special featuring standout performances from Alberta products south of the border. That'll be coming out next week. On the podcast front, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a moment of the action as we head into the summer. And if you can, leave us a rating and review to help spread the word about what we're doing. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta. Alberta dugout stories.